the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to another YouTube Friday morning live stream. I'm so excited to have you guys here. And today we're going to talk all about ASO and how do you plan into some of the new things that you want to plan for with ASO when it comes to 2020. So I brought on my friend all the way in Austria, who is the co-founder and CEO of AppRadar, one of my favorite ASO platforms out there, AppRadar.com. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve, for having me. Happy to be here. Always excited to have you on, man. I've got a few people I want to give a shout out to. Johan, we're going to take a look at his app. So he said he's been waiting for this stream for months. Can't wait to get started. Thanks for doing it. Johan, we got some great tips for you. He's a 17-year-old, Thomas. And then we've got uh, Bianca, who's always here. It's freezing in Colorado. Glad to be joining. Bianca, it's pretty freezing out here in California as well. How's There's even snow in Austria. So oh, yeah? what should I tell? Yeah, and a really yeah, I nice on, actually. I saw on Instagram you're dunking and stuff, man. <laughs> Can you really dunk? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> it was a bit staged, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And then fine art, we're gonna take a look at your app. I'm glad to hear have you here. Baruch, what's happening, my friend? Andy's here. Good morning, Southern California. Joe's always here. Good to see you, Joe. And then Absinic. You are here too. Good to see you. All right, Thomas. So as we go in to, we hopefully say goodbye to all the madness in 2020, what are you kind of focused on when you when we're thinking about ASO in 2021? So I think, I mean, kind of the, the main trends will still be there. So I, I think first main trend uh, that we will see in ASO in 2021 will be that ASO is getting even more important. Now I would say even more, especially uh, since the changes with uh, IDFE, IDFA and all this stuff is going to mm. happen. So therefore, I really think that ASO will be even more one of the pillar stones of every kind of app marketing strategy out there, or at least it should be, I would say. Um, because I think that uh, what we will be seeing is, uh, you know, with all those changes coming, it will be harder to track uh, which ads are performing the best, uh, which ad networks are performing the best, uh, which brings you actually really revenue within your app. All this stuff will be getting so much more complicated in the next year. So therefore, uh, I think one of the biggest strategies or one of the things that you should do is really focus on the stuff that you can somehow analyze and optimize and also change and also have an impact on. And I think apps or optimization is really here kind of the, the key pillow exactly for this strategy. Yeah, I agree. Are you seeing anything? I know you guys do a lot of search ads too. Are you seeing any type of trends happening on Apple search ads? Yeah, I mean, I think what we will be seeing is uh, given the fact that uh, I would say, you know, like Apple is kind of playing it, uh, let's call it a two-sided game because on the one hand, they're saying uh, privacy is the most important thing and tracking is really bad and uh, all the other ad networks stop tracking, uh, you know, like uh, summed up on a very high level, but going into this direction. And on the other hand, uh, they are sitting on their own channel with Apple search ads, uh, where on the other hand, they are more or less really enabling all kinds of tracking possibilities that they still have within their operating system. So I think one of the biggest trends uh, that we will be also seeing there, and we already see it now, is that budget will be shifted more over to Apple search ads because it's one of those channels that you can 
simply get more insights in and uh, figure out is the dollar that I'm spending on marketing also bringing a return or not. Yeah, and that's why I bring it up because you're talking about IDFA going away, obviously, but Apple controls the whole ecosystem in a way. And so yeah, maybe they're completely. trying to get people to push towards search ads. Now, what we've seen on search ads, Thomas, you tell me if you've seen anything differently is that it's getting, it's starting to get expensive, right? Yeah. And also that it's, but the retention side, when we look at the apps flyer and the justice of the world, we, we see really high retention. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but are you seeing similar things? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing uh, that it's getting more expensive is just uh, the nature because now more people want to advertise on Apple search ads and uh, like every kind of ad network, the more people are there, the more expensive it will simply get to place your ads there. So I think that's what we're seeing. And also for the retention, I mean, here's also, I think one of the beauties of the channel abstract optimization and especially keyword optimization as one big part of it. Uh, and this is the topic that we're talking about people who come to to the app store and are searching for a keyword. This means that they already have in mind what they're looking for. And uh, I, I mean, simply put, you know, if you, uh, if you're looking, for example, for a app uh, to do your workout or to track your workouts, you go to the app store because you are looking for this app you want to track your workouts with. Mm -hmm. So simply speaking, I think that is one of the main reasons why the retention is simply so high, uh, also for the search channel, because once again, people already know what they're looking for. And uh, when I know what I'm looking for, I'm also going to use it more often probably. Yeah, and you know, one of my App Masters Academy members, he was talking about how he's getting such great results with Facebook ads, like under a dollar. But then sometimes, like you kind of just pointed out, Tom, it's like, maybe they're not the best users, right? Like, yes, you might be getting these cheap installs because I got a client that's running Google UAC and we're seeing like really great installs from Google, Google UAC. But when you look at the apps flyer numbers, the retention really, really sucks. The, we got a question from Bianca. Thomas, I love it if you would talk about how to do brand protection within Apple search ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, to give a bit of context, uh, brand protection uh, is simply um, that you want to be found on your specific keywords that are uh, relevant to your brand. So for example, let's say you are uh, Carm, uh, the meditation app, uh, and you want mm -hmm. to make sure that when people are searching for Carm that you're being found uh, on number one organic uh, resort as well as on the search ad, because you can be sure that for a keyword like this, there will be an ad running. Um, and the thing is, uh, with Apple search ads, you have the possibility to actually rank for nearly every keyword out there, uh, especially if you are willing to pay for it, so to say, to, to be uh, found on those specific keywords, which is now opening up the possibility that other apps, compet competitors especially, can try to sneak in and steal your traffic from your brand. Uh, the way what you can do for this uh, is simply called brand protection. And what it means is uh, what I would recommend uh, setting up uh, campaigns that are targeting on your brand keyword, but also not only, so for example, if we once again circle back on the example of CARM, so you should not only run a search ad campaign for CARM as keyword, but also try to think of potential misspellings. So for example, CARM with two M's or something like that. So it's also important that you're really trying to get uh, more out of, so not only you're like running your, your brand protection for this one keyword, but also for other uh, misspellings as well as, uh, especially if you have a harder name, so to say, then also try to catch different phrases, how people could look for. 
and then mm -hmm. simply run campaigns for this. And uh, what I would recommend, not go too crazy with the bit <laughs> because uh, that uh, can burn actually quite some money. And it looks like uh, that the app store is also figuring out, okay, hey, this is your app. This is your keyword more or less. So you also have to pay less. So therefore keep an eye on your bits that you are not going too crazy. Yeah, I have this love-hate relationship with this brand protection stuff because I'm like, you know, if people are searching for Calm, they're probably, well, Calm's a, it's a generic keyword too. And so at that, you might want to protect it. But let's say, I don't know, App Radar, for example, right? Like it's it's pretty specific to what people are searching for. Like, should I protect it? Should I not? And I like what you said. It's, hey, don't go too crazy because yeah. <laughs> at the same time, you know, you might be paying for something you would have already gotten regardless. Ex Exactly, exactly. That's the point there. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. I want to say hi to Victor. How's it going? Vitaly's here. Good stuff with you. And Thomas, big shout out. URL Genius is such great advice. Focus on what you can control and optimize. And that's so true. All right. So when you talk about ASO and you know be becoming a bigger part and to on this topic of what you can control and optimize, what are the things that you should try to control and optimize for, Thomas? <laughs> so uh, I would say if we break down ASO into two kind of uh, main categories, let's put it like this. On the one hand, we're talking about keyword optimization. So this really means uh, trying to identify and I really want to stress this as much as possible, trying to identify relevant keywords for your app. So, mm -hmm. and then optimize for those keywords. And uh, as mentioned, those keywords should be really relevant because once again, putting yourself into the shoes of your user, you are going to the app store because you want to, for example, track your workouts. So you're searching for the keyword workout tracking, and then you find a casual game or a strategy game or whatever. I mean, Maybe you're going to redecide and say, okay, I'm not going to do the workouts now. I'm going to play a game. But this is, you know, like a very, very small percentage. So therefore, uh, I think really optimizing for relevant keywords is kind of the, the main thing on the one hand. And on the other hand, uh, talking about uh, optimizing your creatives, which means your app icon, as well as your screenshots, as well as your app preview video, which I think will be also getting more and more important in the next year. And uh, so this is the... Uh, to sum it up on a bird view, so to say, optimizing keywords, optimizing creatives. You want to rank on relevant keywords and you want to convince those people searching for those keywords that your app is exactly what they have been looking for. And you think that, you know, I know you've talked about the focusing on like lower competition keywords, going to app radar, looking at those keywords. You still kind of recommend that going after those low competition keywords first? Um, it really depends on kind of the stage of your app, I would say. Uh, so generally speaking, I think that uh, we can differentiate between uh, kind of brand keywords as well as competitor keywords, as well as kind of use case keywords uh, that come with your app, so to say. Um, what I think is that you need to try to find a, a good balance out of those keywords, what you want to rank for. And I would say really also constantly optimize those keywords where you see that you don't yeah. or where you cannot get good rankings, so to say, especially if you're having a newer app and you're targeting uh, highly competitive keywords, uh, you will not be able to get good keyword rankings on those. So therefore always try to, to really uh, challenge your keyword strategy and remove those keywords where you simply cannot be found for because that's just kind of a waste of space, so to say. Yeah. And Especially, once again, when you're a new app, the thing is uh, kind of going for long tail keywords is the way to go because uh, it will simply be 
quite, uh, let's say, impossible, especially if the keywords of your category are kind of competitive. Hey, on the topic of long tail keywords, Thomas, I don't know if you've noticed this. I've been doing some localization efforts, going to other countries outside of the US, and I found that really only the US has a lot of long tail keywords, whereas other countries tend to be like, for example, like workout trainer or workout planner. And it's not like workout planner for arms, you know, these long tail mm -hmm. keywords that you might see traffic in the US. Yeah, I, I think this depends a bit on the, I would say on the, on the one hand on the traffic and, uh, uh, sorry, on the, the country. And on the other hand, how um, kind of search educated the people are in this country. Uh, mm -hmm. What I mean by this, uh, being here located in Austria, uh, we're speaking German as our mother language. Um, in German itself, and I would also say Germany as a market um, is very search educated already. Uh, this means that people kind of uh, know how to use Google and also how to enter really long phrases there as well. So therefore, I think that they are also more open, uh, let's say, for long-term search keyword phrases when entering the App Store. So they have kind of this education in the background that happened over the last year so that they understand, okay, it makes sense if I combine keywords that I find more relevant uh, results exactly for those keywords. But also looking at our data and totally agreeing with you, there are other languages out there where this simply doesn't apply too much uh, is also my feeling where it's uh, simply hard to find those long tail keywords, so to say. Yeah, yeah agree. Okay, let's say what's happened, Leandro, and then Ab, I'm gonna butcher your name, but I'm just call you Ab. How about that, Abdisik. Uh, thank you for your awesome live stream. I always wanna know why I rank for a keyword that does not appear in my iTunes Connect keyword field. That is a good question. Um, so there, there are p potential multiple answers to it. Uh, first of all, what can be um, is that, uh, for example, when you are having keywords within your primary locale, uh, you also have the chance or you're also ranking for those keywords in other languages as well. What I mean by that is, uh, for example, if you're optimizing your English US store listing and this is your primary locale, the keywords that you're putting in there, you will be also found for those keywords in Germany, where German is the main language, so to say. So this might be one glitch that can happen that you're optimizing for keywords in your primary locale and then are being found in others as well. The other thing is um, that it can be also um, that it is bound with search ads because uh, when you're running search ads, so you're basically in best case, I would say, generating installs through specific keywords. And um, this gives also feedback back to the algorithm at Apple that they have this information, okay, this keyword seems to be relevant for this app because there was an install generated. And then you can also start ranking organically on those keywords. Um, I have to say this works on long tail keywords, you know, like by nature better than on uh, really competitive short-term keywords. There it will be really hard to rank for keywords that are not within your store listing and uh, that you're ranking by accident, so to say. Yeah, I've seen that too. And, whoops. and then Bianca says, actually, here, let me finish my thought. I've seen that too. Sometimes just Apple makes that correlation between the metadata that you already have versus what you, you know they think is going to make things. So you know, why are you complaining? That's a good thing. <laughs> Bianca says, how do app preview videos, you kind of talked about this, Thomas, help with ASO? Yeah, so here, uh, I think the, the the reason why this is getting more and more important is uh, because 
you know, uh, Steve and I, we are already since quite some time in the app industry, let's call it like this. Uh, so I think nearly a decade now. Um, so we have seen a lot of apps uh, during this period. Uh, and I can tell you that also the consumers out there, uh, they are also getting more and more used to the app store. You know, the app store is not something completely new that just came out yesterday and everybody's jumping there and want to see what is going to happen there. So this means that there has already been a long way with a lot of apps happening over the, the uh, last years. And what I think is that people are more and more on the one hand getting bored as well as uh, you know don't have the time to check out in apps in super detail anymore they want to get the information the most info important information while they are visiting your store listing and depending on your app uh, app preview video can really help your users out there to understand what is your what your app is actually about and also to get their interest because what you want to do is, uh, once again, one, when you have those people on your store listing page, you want to convert them that they're actually going to install and download your app and hopefully also use it on a very regular basis. And to push this uh, and to stand out against the competition, I think app preview video nowadays is really kind of uh, yeah, an important step in this funnel, so to say. I agree. And I think it, you have to think about it as a demo video and not just like showing off your app. Like I like ones with text on there and tells you some of the features too. And so people can watch that where we're actually creating a video with a client. We're not creating for them, but we're going to test to see if that improves it. And for certain categories, I think it's vital to have that. And I do think that, you know, I've been looking at the conversion rates on search ads for this client and I've seen that it's not as high. And I think a preview video would really help with that because I'm like, okay, we're getting the tabs, but from a tap to a download, it's around 30%, which on normal, you tell me if I'm wrong, Thomas, on normal, I'm seeing like usually 50% of the taps turn into downloads, unless my keyword strategy sucks, but like, you know, usually around 50%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it, I would also say it really depends on the category as well as the category of your app, uh, especially kind of thinking of games where it's really hard, uh, especially if you have an innovative game concept and are not doing what all the others are doing, so to say, then I think uh, it's really crucial to have a, a trailer, so to say, for your game to show off what it's about. Yeah. All right, let's get into one last question and we'll get into some of the, Johan's probably waiting patiently. Johan, you're the first one up. So don't worry, we we're gonna, we got you. All right, we'll do Abdul and then we'll get into Johan's app. Abdul says, Android app review exchange strategy. Is that a good idea? You know, you've seen these sites, right, Thomas? Yeah, yeah, I've seen these sites. Uh, I mean, personally, uh, not uh, too, let's say, not a power user of it uh, because I think that uh, creating uh, app reviews organically is kind of the, the way to go. Uh, I know, especially in the beginning, it's a super hard way to get there and to get it going. Um, but uh, personally speaking, not a big fan of this because uh, in the end, uh, somehow Google and also Apple will figure out. And uh, I mean, what happens? Uh, Best case scenario, if they figure out this, they're simply going to delete uh, the reviews. Worst case scenario is they are going to delete your app. And uh, it's just how much risk do you want to take, so to say? Yeah, and it's not scalable. Like, it's just, it's nice. You do it because you're on a budget. But in the end, it's not going to make your app. Like, it's really not something that's going to, you know, take it out. All right. So let's do this, Thomas. I forgot my bell. So I need a thing. I've got a joke for you guys. Here's what we're gonna do. And then we're gonna hit to Johan's app audit. The 
the scale is one to 10, meaning 10 is very lame. That's I'm going opposite of funny. Okay. <laughs> so if you think it's super lame, you just give me a 10. All right, here we go. A drunk walks into jail and says, Hey officer, why am I here for drinking? Replies the cop. Great. Says the man. When do we start? <laughs> so put it one to 10 on the scale. If you think it was super lame, it was hard. Thomas, I was, I was on dad jokes, Reddit, trying to yeah. find jokes and just not, just yeah. a lot of clunkers this week, guys. But I've got one more. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So we've got Johan's app. Johan, 17 years old, my friend. Keep at it, man. I want to take this moment, Johan, to speak specifically to you here. Here, I'm going to do this. Watch this, Tom. Johan, this is just for you. All right. I have some friends in the App Masters Elite Mastermind that I've been running for seven plus years. I met a few people, Rich, Marco, that were in your shoes. They were a little bit older. They were like 20 something when I first met them. And the fact that they're able to build like legitimate businesses. I looked at Marco's numbers a few months ago. I was like, Marco, you're rich, brother. And he's like, yeah, Steve. And he's feeling really good about himself. But like this, just keep at it, man. Sometimes we get excited. We build our first app and we don't see it like perform as well as we thought it would. Just keep at it. You're going to find success if you just keep at it. All right. That's all I wanted to share with you. And just seeing these guys take off, man. It's really cool to see young guys, man. You know, they're getting married. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting old. <laughs> my little, it's like my little brothers are getting old. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Johan says, please focus on the parts that can be improved. Should we go with influencer marketing to grow big on? Should I go influencer marketing mm, route or go ASO? I absolutely love our. Am I missing some text here? I think I might be. Hold on one second. Yeah, I think so. Okay. What do you think about this app? Should should he focus on ASO? Should he focus on the influencer marketing route? And then we'll go into the next parts of this question. Yeah, so I think uh, because I think, uh, first of all, Johan, my biggest respect because you're just 17 and I also checked out the app. Uh, it's really great what you built there. Uh, I wasn't able to build something like that when I was 17. So really heads up, uh, really great app, uh, really like it. Uh, also from styling wise, also as we can see here, mm -hmm. the store listing looks really professional. Uh, so I think you did a lot of the ASO basics already, right? Mm -hmm. um, coming to the question, I think uh, because I also, I mean, I don't know exactly how many downloads the app has um, because I didn't have access, so to say, on the back end to see it. Uh, but my feeling tells me that you're just in the beginning of this journey and also the app is quite fresh released to the app store. So therefore, uh, in, especially in the beginning, uh, even though you know, like I'm the biggest fan of ASO out there, but especially in the beginning, I have to say that ASO as a channel alone will not uh, bring in downloads because this is simply also referring back. There are so many apps within the app store nowadays, so many downloads that are happening. And just you know, in the beginning, you need to have some traction going with your app that also the algorithm starts to find your app, so to say, for specific keywords. And to get this going, ASO is not the right channel. And therefore, I think influencer marketing, especially for fitness, for workout, for all these topics, is a great place to go mm -hmm. uh, if you find the right ones. That is a bit the downside here as well, I would say. Yeah. And you know, like influencer marketing can go sideways really fast, right? And it's a lot of work. And so if you want to work with a bigger agency, they're going to need like $50,000 or some type of budget, at least five to $10,000, a few thousand dollars to get started. If you're trying to like DM a bunch of different people, 
you've been here and on, on almost every stream, but for those who haven't or watching this, but essentially, you know, reach out to these influencers through a business account. Cause my backwards thinking was like, Hey, it's Steve, right? Like I'm going to, it's Thomas, but reaching out through an app masters account or an app radar account actually bet works better when you're trying to connect with these influencers. But I think he has 250 downloads. So he put in the comment okay. Thomas, but I think what I would do is you got enough there focus on search ads for focus on ASO because at least what Thomas kind of said, what you can control and optimize. These are things that you can control and optimize. And I like that Thomas. And I, I like, I I'm control. Like I, I like this control. I think for everything, like everything looks great. I don't know what I'm getting personal training in your ear. Like what types of workouts do I particularly get? Cause you're utilized first three are going to be the most important. The first three screenshots beautifully designed, but tell me a little bit more about what makes you unique versus all the other workout apps that are out there. And I think great plans designed by experts, but with the sweats of the world and you know, all these other fitness apps, I think it has to do a little bit more. What's the like, you know, what's the thing, what's the hook that you, that I think there's a reason why the seven minute workout took off. And so if it's like, Hey, 15 minute workouts, hundreds of 15 minute workouts, and that's all you're trying to focus on. That's what I would try to do. I've been looking at like Blinkist and audible. Well, like the Blink Blinkist type of category. And I see like Blinkist has, I think it's 12 or 15 minutes and another one of their competitors has 12 or 15. So one's using 12 and one's using 15 and try to split it up in that way. Like maybe calling out a minute number would be your key differentiator. But right now there's no key differentiator between the other fitness apps. Yeah, that's also true. And also when I was checking, when I was checking out the app, um, I think, I mean, I have to say it's it's something to to test because uh, I think on the one hand uh, what Steve just mentioned is uh, that we have uh, these short uh, workouts that you can do on a daily basis from home. Uh, at least when I was checking out the app, I think that uh, also content-wise you're really going for uh, training particular muscles, but mm. the sessions uh, are you know like really like 80 seconds or uh, sorry 80 minutes or something like that. So it's a really full workout uh, that you're doing. Um, for one specific muscle group, and maybe that could be your differentiator. I'm not 100% sure that is really something that you can also test with the help of uh, search ads, where you can set up creative sets for your screenshots and then try to focus on specific features or on specific messages like this. Maybe this could be your differentiator. On the other hand, uh, I'm also with Steve uh, in today's world, you know, everyone wants to get everything as fast as possible. So therefore, might also be a downside if you're going in there and telling, hey, we have really great workouts that are taking 80 minutes, uh, could mm -hmm. be, like potentially threaten a lot of people that are just thinking, okay, I don't have 80 minutes uh, time now. So I'm looking for another app. So trying to find uh, or figure out uh, what could be your differentiator there, I guess, yeah. The talents here. Look at this. I mean, the beautiful design. Yeah. Over hundred workouts. Yeah, really cool. All right. Mm, there's no Apple create account. Ah, oh, you're making me all do all this, Johan. All right, let me let me do a couple of things here. Boop. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you create the account, yeah, I'm also talking about this account creation thing because what like what Steve is now doing. Um, I mean, uh, I've also been in, uh, while preparing for this show here, uh, I was also in the same process of creating my account. Mm -hmm. And same like Steve, I was also thinking, why is there no login with Apple? Because uh, 
I think nowadays it's really users are simply expecting it. That's I think the long story short. Yeah. I thought Apple is starting to require it too, but maybe if you have other social logins, you better definitely have Apple. I think weight wise, you know, if I'm just going into the details, you said, don't be polite, Johan. So start off like nobody weighs 40. Like, you know, that's the, what's when you first started out. So just start out at 150. I think that's where I see most apps. And then you kind of like go back and forth with that. So about one, what do you, how do you think, how much do you think I weigh Thomas? About five seven. Yeah, I mean, I say it's really hard for me because you know over Come here on, Europe, you're using kilograms, so therefore. <laughs> All right, going kilograms. Tell me. I came going kilograms. Uh, okay. I I would say you weigh seventy kilograms. Seventy kilograms. Now I have to do Google. How dare you? Now I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because of the muscles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, about whatever one thirty eight is. So okay, let me check this out. 138. I'm about 62 kilograms. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I have you more uh, with more muscles in, in memory. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, we're old friends, so it's all good. All right, here we go. Let's see. Hyperthermia, strength, endurance, or like both. Yeah, I mean, the, everything's super like endurance. Good. Icon's pretty good. All right, you're showing this weekly plan, permanent plan, like it. I'm going to X out. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, with an app like this, I always, with fitness apps, I always think like niche because then I won't be competing with, you know, Sweat, Peloton, all these other apps out there. And so the more niche that I can go, the better I feel about it. Like, so if you just wanted to focus on chest and arms or upper body, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's that's how I would approach it if I were doing this. And it looks like she has some influencers, William Charles. So it looks like I'm assuming you know, these are some influencers that are trying to promote your app too. I, I guess, uh, or at least it looks like that those guys are also uh, creating the workouts, uh, as you mm -hmm. can see here. Mm -hmm. um, so I really like the idea also bringing in community. And I think also that's a good uh, way to actually jump on the branding already of the influencers that are uh, pushing the workouts there. Because yeah. uh, what you want to do is that they also mention it on social media that uh, you can check out their workouts in your app. Yeah, you see, look at this. This is all, yeah, you're right. Like all these workouts are super long. I know it's hard to see yeah. on the screen, but they're about 38 minutes. I think the shortest one I've seen is here's 21 minutes. So they're very long. And 91, 91 minutes. I mean, you know, like if it's possible, so to say, not and not uh, shut down because of COVID, I'm also going to the gym and I can say a 91 minute session. Uh, that's really the exception, so to say, because yeah. normally I don't uh, do workouts that long. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if you like this, Thomas, but I, I like to do like five or six 20 minute ones versus like one really long one. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it just feels more fun to me yeah okay cool yeah i think this is the i just wanted to check out some of the premium I, every overall like it's so well done great job joe brings up the fact that your file size is pretty big and so think about that maybe you can host some of your assets i'm guessing audio files on something like amazon so that's good and then yeah. did you see johan patrick says okay they're talking to each other you should do a region check so it automatically selects kilogram yep agreed Nope, these are my trainers. Awesome. That's cool. 
Cool. Good work, Kunta. Any questions, Johan? Let me know in the comments, and then we'll get started into the next one. Okay, well, Joe says, the scrolling from left to right to select image is a bit awkward. I guess they're really behind. It's far more natural to scroll up and down. Yeah, I agree. I agree with yeah. that. Good point out, Joe. Joe's really good about this stuff. All right. I also think that's really kind of uh, user experience uh, kind of best practice. Uh, and yeah. to, to, I think here it's really, really important. Uh, and I, I see this a lot of times happening. I think it's really not the right place to do inputs or something like that to go creative and innovative with stuff like this, because this is simply what users are already used to. And you want to do the stuff that they are completely used to, so they don't have to think about it and uh, simply know how to actually uh, yeah, use it. Yeah, one thing I, I actually did, missed was, was there never asked for push notification. Now, it could be that I'm on test flight, the test flight version, but it never asked for a push notification, which I think it's very key as I'm helping one of our clients out is a fitness app and more niche, but we are working through a push notification email drip campaign that I think will help. So I'll share mm -hmm. those results with you guys a little bit later, but I think those are, those are going to be helpful too, Johan, because you want to bring them back in to the app. But I th I honestly think like if you study, like I do the Peloton a lot and I have the Peloton app, that's how I usually do all the workouts. They, they, their most popular ones are usually the 15 to 20 to 30 minute time frame. So think about that a little bit, Johan. Maybe there's something you can do within 15 minutes. It's just a burner. And like I personally love 15 minute burners, even with light weights, you just, you just feel so good and so sore afterwards. All right. Cool, Thomas. All right. What else is on you? Anything else on your mind from an ASO perspective, Thomas? Just a generic question to um i mean there's so much on my mind uh, when talking about this <laughs> <ASL. laughs> what do you guys focus on app radar like are there any oh actually here you know what i forgot to share my screen with you guys on app radar the key oh you created the account uh, yeah i did the, the project yeah perfect yeah, i apologize for that but yeah so here's what we've seen johan like obviously whoops this is wrong wrong one one wrong to zoom in so i've got your app in within app radar look big fan i pay for the service and what we found, so I just put in some of the keywords that AppRadar sort of suggested to us. Obviously, workout routine, workout routine. And this is why I kind of say mm. you should kind of think about like the niche ones because look at the, it's a hundred thousand plus apps that are showing up for workout. Super difficult, right? To rank for. You're ranking number one for gains, which is great. There's some traffic volume for this. So that's good mm -hmm. for you. And I, I think it's a great app name, but I think going after like workout, you know, look routine, you're not, it's not that much traffic score. So really focus more on the niche aspect of it. If it's going to be heavily guys, arms and shoulders, like I would just go after arms and shoulders and I'll, I'll throw those in there as well. I also think, I mean, uh, also with the naming combination uh, and to really go only for people that uh, want to build up uh, muscles or to gain muscles, mm -hmm. uh, maybe also go there for uh, people like myself, uh, which are having a hard time to do this and really need a lot of eating and training and a lot of discipline to, to get this going, uh, simply of my body style, so to say. So if you can go for those people, maybe that might be one of the niches that you c could try to tackle. But then mm -hmm. I think it's it's more than just uh, the workouts. Then it's also you know like eating, nutrition, um, how many calories should they eat, how many protein should they eat, and stuff like this. I think it doesn't have to be too complicated. It can also yeah. be just hey, this is your daily goal. Just go ahead and do it. But 
maybe that could be one uh, kind of niche to go for, but uh, totally on your side, Steve, there should be a niche in the beginning, yeah? What, what, let me ask you this, as more of a business. You and I have been business for a very long time, and you know, I'm always of the mindset, especially when it comes to apps, sometimes, Johan, you've got the skills, right? Like maybe this, like, I'm always like, should I keep going, right? Like Thomas, like, should we keep going or should we try to pivot and figure out another app idea? He obviously has the skills mm. to create a beautiful app, well-designed, well-developed, but like, should he focus on another category? What do you think? How yeah, do you that, is, that is really, I mean, that is really a tough question uh, to ask. Yeah. Uh, and um, I mean, the, the question is how much time do you want to invest? Uh, I mean, I, I only can say that, uh, I mean, looking at the fitness category and also health category, uh, I guess it's one of the most competitive uh, within the app stores with uh, really big players with really big budgets. So at least they're not making your life easy. Let's put it like this. <laughs> so you need a lot of uh, yeah um, time, I would say, um, and uh, willpower uh, to invest uh, to to really stand against uh, such crazy uh, and big companies as competition. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's. It is a loaded question. Sorry, Thomas, but it's one of those tough ones that I don't. I'm also of the mindset like, you know, sometimes you try because you know, for me, like when I found success, it was my second app, and then it was after like redesigning it. Even the core features were there. I found some success there, and then now we're in the middle of launching our own apps now and really making a bigger focus for our own apps in 2021. And now it's just like, what simple things can I do that mm. create that knows I've studied the market knows I know it makes money. So from a development perspective, super low cost, but I know this is a category that makes money. So that's what I'm focused on right now. Simple apps that I know can make money. All right. Cool. When are you going to release those apps? It's, it's approved by Apple. It took me so long to get it approved okay. by Apple. So many new things. But yeah, right now we, we just want to tweak a couple of things and then we'll want to get it obviously before Christmas. Before, okay. You know, nice. Christmas is all going to hit. And then I'll, I'll share all the numbers with you guys in end of January. All right. Robin's app. We've got this. Now, I honestly, Robin, I couldn't understand what this app does. So she wants, or she or he wants to know, how to increase downloads with App Store, Google Play optimization, how to keep users. We'd like to have your opinion about our UI and UX. So first and foremost, Thomas, did you get what the app was? I had no idea what the app yeah, was. Yeah, I, I think I have a rough idea. Let's put it like this. Yeah? Me too. Uh, so, <laughs> I, so what do you I, think I, it is? I think the use case is uh, that you, uh, with this uh, app, you can uh, take pictures of art out there mm -hmm. and you will get feedback uh, what art this is. I mean, as we can see here with the Mona Lisa, this is kind of probably the easier ones that right. is out there. But uh, looking through the comments, um, for which I'm not 100% sure if all of them are really done by real people. Let's put it like this. Uh, but going through the comments, uh, I think one of the use cases that I spotted there is, uh, for example, if you're having a charity uh, or an organization with charity and people are gifting you something and this something could be pictures, art, so to say, in this case, then you can take a picture of it and figure out if this is something uh, of value uh, mm -hmm. or if it's just, uh, you know, uh, somebody who painted it uh, at home, so more or less. And this gives you feedback that you can identify this art and then also figure out if it's worth something worth in the end, I guess. Yeah. And that's what I got a sense to something with like art, 
not like, you know, like really fancy paintings, but I didn't know what the real, and I read through the description too. And it's just like, you're telling me what it does, but you're not telling me what I get out of it. Right. Like Thomas and I were at marketing platforms. Like that's what we do. But like what you want to get out of it, I'm not going to tell you like, Hey, I go into app radar. I keep study the keywords. I do this. No, it's like, I grow your organic downloads, right? That's it, right? Like that's all we both do. And essentially it's, that's what you don't tell you. You just tell me that your image recognition software technology scans the web. I don't, what? I don't care. Like, what is it in for me? Like, what do I get out of this app? And I think it's just take a picture, but Thomas, like if I'm taking a picture of a painting, like, I guess if I'm, where would I be taking it? usually in a museum and usually in a museum, they tell me who the artist is. So unless I'm at your ha fancy house and I see all this beautiful art in the background, I'm like Thomas, who is this? You probably tell me too. So I don't know where the use case is for me. Yeah. I, it's also, uh, when looking at the app, uh, it, I also got more the feeling that it's, you know, like, um, how to put it, let's say, uh, a developer focused uh, use case. Mm. So I think pulling off with technology and then you know, like being able to to tell the people out there, hey, yeah. I've been able to build an image recognition app that uh, recognizes different uh, paintings and art out there. Right. I think you know, like from a technology point of view, we have to say. I also have to say. I mean, amazing. I'm quite sure that there are APIs out there that you're using for this. But nevertheless, I mean, that's that's really nice uh, from technology point of view. But also for myself, at least, uh, maybe I'm not too much within the target audience. Maybe there are use cases, uh, Steve, uh, which we don't know about. Right. But, uh, I also have a really hard time to to figure out the the why should I actually uh, care to download this app? Yeah. I, I like it. I like what you said. The uh, technology focus. These <laughs> developers. <laughs> yeah. I'm so cool. I, my favorite thing. Look. I'm not hating on anybody that eventually does this, but my favorite thing that I hear from engineers is, you know, it's a data play. It's a, it's a data play. And I'm like, bro, you need scale to become a data play, right? Like it's <laughs> how are you going to get the scale? You don't think about, you know, they think about the data, the end goal rather than why would yeah, I use this? That, yeah. How, why would I actually use this to, for you to actually then have the data that you need to actually sell whatever. Okay. Uh, let's see. So right here, the UI is kind of, plain, dull, yeah. and I don't know where to start. So I'm just going to do art capture. Let's see if I have some art so, in this. Here you have to find some art. Oh, here. My wife has some art right here. Good thing I'm not balding, because otherwise you'd just be like seeing everything back there. All right, let's see. <laughs> That's the HNO this problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. He, oh, fine art is here. So Robin is here. The pitch is, mm, okay, good. We got some feedback. All right, Robin. Here okay. we go. So the pitch is more as a money-making tool to research art at charity shops, boot sales, auction, flea market. Mm. Cool. And then research art is quick and easy. If you have hand in an artwork to an auction house to get value, it can take months. Got it. Okay. Got it. So focus on art dealers and art collectors. I think that's what you would talk to, right? Like that's your target audience. So what are what do they care about most, Robin? Because you seem to know the niche very well. So what do they care about the most? Get instant value on art that you can flip, right? Yeah. Something like that is more appealing than what, I, what we were trying to read and try to figure out. Because then, yeah, then me and Thomas, we're out. Like we, we, 
we don't need this app because that's not who we are right now. Yeah. It looks like, is it, I don't know if it's an ad right now. I think it was an ad that we were showing. I think so, yeah. But but I think what you just mentioned, uh, kind of that that after uh, reading this the description was also what popped in my head. Yeah, become a master at flipping art or uh, something like that, or art flipper, or I don't know, uh, maybe mm. something like that in that direction, which might be actually a quite nice use case uh, when I think about it. Uh, once again, not for me, uh, but uh, I think it could be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you're maybe I just don't have the right art, but it looks just like you're just using Google to try to match Google image search in a way. Ah, uh, okay. To look for similar images on Google yeah. image search. Okay. I think my wife paid like 50 bucks for this. So let's see. Okay, 100 bucks. So something like this. So now I can see the pricing. So should I buy this? Should we flip it? Cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be expensive art that people probably want. So yeah. yeah. Talk to your core audience. I think if your core audience, they're probably spending a crap load of money, right, Robin? So having ads and all that stuff, I might figure out a different way to monetize other than just putting up crappy ads while I, after I take a picture. So think about that dollar a month. Okay. Also, when looking at the starting screen here, um, I. Uh, we have seen it. Uh, Steve was a little bit lost when he saw it the first time. Uh, I can fully understand why. Uh, it, it looks for me like uh, uh, you try to get everything on one screen that you have because also kind of all social uh, networks are listed on the bottom uh, where you can share the stuff. Uh, so really kind of uh, what do I have? I get all on one screen and I don't think that this is really good user experience uh, because uh, you need to educate the people uh, there. Uh, that they understand, okay, where should I click now? What is the, the core functionality of this app? Where should I start? Uh, what should I do next? So uh, also I would recommend to check out uh, different design patterns that can be used for this um, material design uh, from Google directly, for example. So really trying to stay with the trends because this will, once again, people are used to it. And when people are used to it, uh, then it's easier for them to navigate through your app. Yeah. Completely agree. And I think the the color schemes that you've used, Robin, are probably not what your core audience is used to as well. Because I got I have to think that they're used to something clean and nice too. All right. Hope that was helpful. Let me look at the ASO real quick. So from an ASO perspective, you know, obviously this image search for painting art, like think about like art dealers. Uh so art dealer, you know. Think about these type of keywords that you might want to be focused on rather than image search for paintings and art prints. So like art prints, I get that. I like that. I like paintings. Painting's kind of hard because, you know, there's painting for kids, painting by numbers. That's the hard one. But also think through like other art galleries or popular art galleries, popular museums. Those might, those might be some keywords that people aren't thinking about that you can potentially target in your in your ASO. All right. Anything you want to add from an ASO perspective, Thomas? Yeah. I mean, I, I think also like the app is showing it's it feels like uh, you started with this project and this kind of uh, the first version that you released to the app store. So and also looking at uh, here the, the images, the app icon. I mean, this is very basic. Uh, I think there to really stand out in the app store, I think it 
would need uh, kind of a rework of uh, the complete graphics uh, also within the app. I yeah. think also this screenshot on, on the bottom where we see here find art, uh, this kind of the the main thing is all to say, but I'm not really getting any emotions where I think now, okay, that's really cool and I want to do this. Um, so it's it feels a bit too too boring, I think. Yeah, good stuff. All right, and we've got Robin. Sometimes you can find artwork without signatures that you can identify that gets sold cheap because no one can identify them, but worth a lot. Yeah, put that in your screenshots. Put that in your description. You know, identify those artwork that you can flip. I don't know. I don't know what the right words are, but it's it's kind of like that. Like identify the artwork that is worth a lot, you know, the gem. I don't know what the, the phrasing is going to be. There's also, there's also a drop bar there. I don't know where maybe use, they've got about 14,000 downloads at the moment. So congrats, Robin. I think you're on something. Totally. I mean, there, there, there must be a reason in the background. So people are searching for this and, mm -hmm. um, so there, there must be a use case out there. It's, I think you're circling around this topic once again, also what Steve mentioned, try to find this use case and put this exactly into your screenshots, into your descriptions, and maybe into your short description as well as into your title, because that is what people in the end care about and not too much about what uh, which technology you're using. Yeah, and the website's doing so much. Look at this, Shazam for art. Boom, yeah. you get it, you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. that's awesome. Like the, That's why I wanted to click to the website, Robin. Like I think you're doing a better job here of explaining this, but yeah. people probably aren't coming to your website and they're probably going, they're going to the app stores. Obviously, that's why you put this thing in here and your app store just doesn't do it justice when it yeah. comes to what your website says. So let's, let's take a look at the social media followings. See how you're doing. Yeah, doing pretty good here too. Yeah. 10,000 downloads. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. This is good stuff. And then we got one last game. I've got my son here. He's been imitating the British accent a lot. I don't know if that's offensive, but that's why he's saying, hello, mate. Go to school. <laughs> uh, I would try push. Yo says, I would try pushing it as a garage sale tool or a flea market tool too. And I think you can charge more. If people are really finding some amazing deals, you could probably charge more than a dollar a month. Yeah. So. Think about that. All right, let's give you guys a little bit of break before we get into our last app. Thomas, look, I've I switched over to Mint Mobile. No, but I got this Christmas card and I just loved it. It's Ryan Reynolds, you know, Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, Cheery and Bright are taking have taken the year off, introducing the 2020 appropriate reflective and moody Mint Mobile holiday card. <laughs> i've got a man crush on him oh, yeah. i thought that was pretty funny all right we'll do one more joke and then we'll get into the last app audit that we have for you guys which is where is there's my joke right there oh, there's a joke you have to hide it, hide it yeah know where my sources are all right a blonde goes into church why does it have to be blonde but a blonde goes into church and asks the minister how much does it cost to rent a church singing group he said do you mean acquire okay she says fine how much does it cost to acquire a church singing group <laughs> 10 for very lame and i know you guys like the other one so i saw a lot of good numbers on the other one too bianca you said 10 <laughs> some people liked it look at the last one got three by kamal 
<laughs> Johan, super lame. And I just want a 10 or a one, really. Bianca, that's a 10. Top of the lame old meter. Good job. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Oh, Joe has some good stuff that he's putting in the comments. So Robin's in there. Joe, I'll give you a shout out. One man's trash is your treasure. Like, this is the eBay stuff. You yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. All right. Wall Street slider. Second week in a row, we have a Wall Street game, Thomas. All right. <laughs> now, I didn't honestly didn't download it because it's a paid app. Right I'm here. sorry. Yep. But I have had the app on the App Store for a couple of weeks. So Ephraim says that. I've only gotten a few downloads. I think about running search ads, but that also has not been fruitful. Do you think it would be a good idea to make the game free and run ads on it? Mm. Short answer is yes. Honestly, because I think yep. paid apps are very hard, right? So I guess you can, and then the design, and this is why I'm saying go free because the design isn't anything that I envy. You probably need to redo the design, all of it. Honestly, graphics is huge for this. So make sure you redo the design. It's not, I don't even get what the game does anyways, but the designs like would you i would not pay a dollar quite honestly for a game that's designed this way it just doesn't feel like i'm gonna get a lot of out of this so that's why i say make it free see what you can do there see if there's retention see if people get people you know are playing the game get the game and throw some ads in there i would i'd probably do that i think you find some more success there and do the remove ads and then before you make it free kimberly well, make sure you get press for it on my friend, my buddy, Tyler. I got to reach back out to him. I've been trying to get him on to the show, but reach out to him, you know, and say, Hey, Tyler, you can go all the way. Tyler at app advice. Say, Hey, Tyler, my, you need more than five, two reviews. So get, try to get five at least, but Hey, Tyler, my app wall street slider is going free. It's normally one in 99 cents and just get press for it and see what happens with that. And then what, after you make it free, or go, if you go back to paid, make it 199 because what happens is you, you hack the top charts, the top paid charts, because you don't need that many downloads to hack those charts. Uh, but then you might get some more revenue out of there and see if that works. If it doesn't work, just go free for the rest of it and see what happens there. Right. I can also agree. Uh, and uh, for uh, second your opinion on this, uh, because I think especially with games now, uh, especially paid games, I would refer to them as premium games. And this is really, uh, you know, like content uh, that uh, guys like Steve and I were used to when growing up. So when you were sitting in front of PC or in front of uh, your PlayStation or whatever, and you were used to spend uh, a bit more money, but then you really had the game which you could play for hours. Yeah. Uh, and kind of this trend uh, moved on to the App Store. Uh, I mean, the, the prices are now way cheaper because premium games uh, cost something like four, maybe 10 uh, bucks. Uh, or something like that but when you download a game like this then you can be sure that uh, a lot of uh, details have been flowing into the story or in the graphics or the developer in the background is just simply very experienced in creating great game experiences mm -hmm. so therefore if you're doing paid games then it should be from this section because also then the the, the target audience is kind of used to to pay for games like this mm -hmm. but i think for a game like this which looks quite i would say casual gaming to me uh, maybe even hyper casual gaming uh, for something like that i would highly recommend to go for free because uh, people will simply um yeah especially there is no preview video uh, the screenshots 
do not look very inviting. Um, it's hard to see what the game yeah. is really about. Uh, so hard to imagine that um, a lot of people out there are willing to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these paid games things, even if you look at the numbers, I'm sure they're not, they're never going to make the top grossing. The top grossings are always going to be subscription or even free to play yeah. games too. So even just that alone, and you see some of these success stories, like, you know, I think, what was it called? Mind Valley or something? Uh, aren't they in the top charts still? Anyways, you see some of these success stories and you think you can replicate it, but then sometimes it's a little bit harder. So these, this is the top charts for all the paid games. And I would try the 199 because I think that one performs better. I forgot how much heads up was, but there's only this one that's 99 cents. But for the most part, everything is a little bit higher than 99 cents, as you can see here. Okay. Oh, there he's here. So yeah, we only get about 10 downloads right now. Yeah. Try yeah. the app advice stuff. See how it goes from a retention standpoint as well. All right, Thomas, what's coming new for App Radar? I know uh, Patrick said he's he uses App Radar as well. What's what's on deck? What can we be excited about with App Radar in 2020? Yeah, so uh, I mean the backstory is that uh, over the last uh, uh, months we have been growing quite extensively. So we have nice. been onboarding eight new employees over the last uh, couple of months, and nice. we're currently searching for eight new additionally ones. Uh, so. Wow. Really pushing hard, uh, I would say. Uh, and uh, the reason why we're pushing so hard is because we want to uh, extend our product as well as our services. And uh, there is really a lot of amazing stuff on our roadmap uh, for the tool, which is coming uh, starting with next year. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, our goal in the end is, uh, like it also says in the header of our website, we want to help apps out there become more successful. And, that's, and this is really driving our strategy over here at AppRadar. So if you're an AppRadar user, if you're an AppRadar customer, also feel free to reach out to us. We are very, very happy for feedback. Also, Steve gives us a lot of good feedback. So um, this also helps uh, improving the product and making it even more useful for you guys out there. Well, it's a job well done, Thomas. You know, I've, I've seen you. We've been friends for a long time, known you for a long time. and. It's, it's a job well done in, in terms of like where you've taken this, where where it was, and sometimes just like sticking with it, right? I, mean, I love seeing yeah. it. Bianca says, I love AppRadar. I do too. I just signed up and then I've talked with yeah. Ilya. Yes. Ilya. Sorry. Perfect. Ilya. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. uh, there's the camera. <laughs> you guys are amazing, man. Good job. All right. It is AppRadar.com. AppRadar.com. Look, I use them. I pay for the service as well. Like I've said in some of my videos, it's one of the most affordable. And from a data perspective, what you're looking for is accuracy. And what I found through my research is it is very accurate. And Thomas, like, it, I hope you don't increase his prices because it's like $39 a month. Like that's a small little investment and you will see returns if you follow some of the ASO strategies I've shared and using Thomas's tool and they've got great content as well. Thomas, he's going to be starting a podcast soon too. Thomas, you got a name for it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it is bound uh, to the newsletter that we're also sending out. We're sending out a monthly newsletter called Mobile for the Win. And the podcast will have exactly the same name, Mobile for the Win. And nice. Steve, I'm really looking forward to have you one of my guests there. Yeah, well, we're excited to be on the first few episodes. So check out for Mobile for the Win. Yeah, exactly. Mobile but the also, win. release will be next year. So uh, you have been teasering already <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. I've got Tom and Tom Hammond from UserWise or Theorem Reach coming back on, doing another app audit series, talking about games a little bit too. And then we'll take a couple of weeks off for Christmas and then we'll be back in the new year's and then we'll go check out Mobile for the win as well. 
All right, guys, have a great weekend. Have a great week. I will see you guys next week. And oh yeah, sign up for the newsletter because I'm going to do something where maybe the first Friday of the new year, I want to celebrate your wins. So make sure you're on the newsletter because I want to feature you and talk about your wins. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.